Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. In this week's episode, Thinking Outside the Boombox is celebrating its one-year anniversary. It was about a year ago today that I released... Um, the first trailer announcing this glorious podcast. So I decided to bring my most featured guests uh, from this past year, Karen T and Joe G, into the studio, and we're going to have a roundtable discussion. So stay tuned for a new episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. Listeners, welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. Um, so this is episode number thirty-five, um, and this is the one-year anniversary episode. Um, I got uh, Karen T, my fiance, Joe G, my cousin, in the studio hey. um, to celebrate the one-year anniversary show. Another one. <laughs> yeah, another one. Don't sue me, DJ Kelly. He can't own those words. Studio, they were my most featured guests um, from this past year. We did a number of episodes together. Um, Karen and I, I think we did an episode talking about the Ego Deaf tour with the internet. Um, she also joined most recently the um, Formation Tour episode with her and my other friend, Ariel. Joe, we've done a number of album reviews on this uh, on this pod, from Drake to Chance to Kanye to generally just talking about Kanye. Um, <laughs> right, right. So they know the podcast well. Um, they know the studio well. So um, we decided to have a roundtable discussion. Um, over the past two weeks... There have been a number of albums that have been released um, in hip-hop and R&B, all of which I think deserve their own time to shine. So 
what we've decided to do is each of us has chosen two albums that have released in the past two weeks that we haven't already talked about on the pod. Um, and we're going to have a roundtable discussion about um, how we felt about those albums. Everybody's listened to all six of the albums we've chosen. So we're going to discuss them, tell you why you should or should not be listening to them, um, and just get into an in-depth discussion of that. Um, so the six albums um, we have, Joe, would you like to list your two? Yes. I have uh, Logic, Bobby Tarantino, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then I had the beautiful Dreezy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> had to put that in there. I had to put it in case you're Jamal. listening, Dreezy. <laughs> Forget Sean and Jamal, Joe. He's here for you. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely. We're both taken. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, one of them got shot, so. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that later. For you. Hey, hey. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Dreezy's album. <laughs> What's it called? Get back on toy. What's it called? <laughs> No hard feelings. No hard feelings, right? Yes, no hard feelings. Um, to both of our partners. Right, no right. hard feelings. Um, Karen, your albums? I have got Blood Orange, Freetown Sound. Mm-hmm. Freetown Sound is the name of the album? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because uh, <laughs> both of those sound like album titles, really. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, and then I have Maxwell's Black Summer's Night. <laughs> see, what you, see what you did there. It's, anyway, um, you gotta have the emphasis. You do, you do. Um, so I had "Heaven" by Jamila Woods. Just discovered from her album that it's Jamila instead of Jamila, which is what I've been saying. So shout out to you um, and your mother for naming you, I guess. Um, so, so I had blank the blank face LP by Schoolboy Q. Um, so we're going to go um, in a row. So like I do one, you do one, you do one, and we keep going. Um, so I want to start with, I kind of tried to keep these into a sort of topical order. Um, so we're going to start with one of yours, Joe. Okay. And that is, uh, let's do Bobby Tarantino by Logic. Hey. Uh, you want to give us like an introduction or your initial thoughts on that project? Um, just a brief introduction about Logic. Uh, and how I chose them. Mm-hmm. I think one of my friends put me on probably around winter break, so December, January. They said I should listen to him because he doesn't, you know, he fits my description of artists I like to listen to. He just don't rap about anything. Right. Um, he definitely has bars. He's one of those fast rappers. And uh, one of the things they told me to do is to listen to him without looking up who he was or anything. <laughs> Maybe because they thought the fact that he's white would play a difference. But I just listen to music for what it is. Um, but yeah, he got bars. He just I've been listening to him ever since. He's had probably like three three projects mm-hmm. that I know of that I have in my playlist and everything like that. Yeah, three three full-length albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or yeah, something like that. Yeah. And so I know he's been getting more publicity lately. And... Uh, he just raps like he has something to prove still, even though he's pretty known. And so um, that's how I got on this on this album slash mixtape. Right, right. Yeah, so yeah it's really, a mixtape. Yeah, you really don't know nowadays, you know. So Correct. Uh, <laughs> yes. My point exactly. Yeah, so, um, yeah, but I just think he goes hard. In this album, like I said, he definitely, even though he's proven himself to a lot of his fans that listen to him on a consistent basis, it's still a lot of people who don't know about him or who second guess him. And so this album 
he's just trying to prove himself. And I think he acts like uh, a few times like he has like a little talking, and uh, it's like he's like it's like joking around, and he really loves uh, Tarantino, the Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino, obviously. Um, and this is like a spinoff from his last albums, how he talks about his favorite actor and the future type deal. He deals a lot about the future in terms of like when the world ends and stuff like that. It's like really funny. So you can see his humor in this project. You can see the hunger still and that he just got bars. I mean, that's all I can really say, but he's definitely on the rise. I feel like we're going to hear about him more in the future. But I don't know if you want me to go like track by track, my favorite track. No, so that was that was a good intro, and then we'll um we'll come in with some of our thoughts, and then we can just go back and forth. Yeah, like, off what, of that. what y'all think? Can uh, I just say I didn't realize he was white so until you just said. I was that about right to now. fact fact check that he's mixed. Oh, so okay. his father is is African American. His mother's white. So, I was about to say, but some real deceptive sepia tone on this album yeah, cover. Yeah, yeah, the album cover he looks very orange, so yeah. it's hard to tell. But <laughs> in person, in person he's like he's definitely he like one of the light skin like yeah. mixed people. He's, he's super. That's super a good light-skin. one. I'm glad you told me that. Yeah, yeah. So he, in case I, I haven't heard him use it, but in case the N word pops out, mm. you don't have to be upset. He is. 50% I haven't black. heard him use it though. That's right, and that was one that I was very <laughs> when I was listening to his first two projects. I think I don't know some months ago. I was waiting for it because I was like, it always slips out. Yeah, and um, so even though he technically can use it, the fact that he hasn't is it, it has to be on purpose. Like that, that has to be a move, yeah. a marketing move. Uh, yeah, your original thoughts on this, Karen? Uh, or go ahead, you can finish your sentence. My major thought listening to this album was one, you can really tell he is still hungry. It reminded me of some of J. Cole's mm. lyrics mm. where you can tell even though this person clearly has money, they haven't gone full Kanye where they're <laughs> just talking about obscure things that only rich people know about. Yeah. And they still remember like the struggle of having to come up in the game. Mm. My second major thought was it was really refreshing that I could understand what he was saying. <laughs> Even though he was rapping so fast? Yeah, yeah. just like diction. Yeah. When did that go out of style? <laughs> I don't know. I, that probably makes me sound like an old lady. But, no, yeah, but... No, that's, that is refreshing because music that's popular nowadays, you, I don't know what Like, I can saying. name five artists off the top of my head that are popular right now. Future, Designer, Lil Uzi Vert, uh, Lil Yachty, um, what's that other dude's name? Little Bo. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's Little. Little yeah, I know that's Little. Yeah, like Kodak episode. Black, like oh, all he's of those. Saying Little Bo. See, see. <laughs> when, 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 when do we have that conversation? That was the last podcast. That was the last podcast. The last podcast. Little, that's why I said it. <laughs> we were trying to figure out what he was saying, and it was, he's saying Little Bo because his name is Little Yachty. So that one of his albums was called Little Bo. Oh, I'm sorry, I just threw you off. <laughs> Little Bo. But yeah. No, but no, I thought he was saying Lomo. <laughs> See, I thought he was saying Lobo, so I don't know what. See, that makes sense. <laughs> but, but yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. I didn't know it was gonna go that far. But no, but all of those people I named, like when you listen to them rap, oh, Twenty One Savage. That was the other one. I was yeah. Like a lot of the times, like while they're entertaining, because some of them have very interesting personalities. Like you don't really know what they're saying. Designer being at the top of that list, he's Ooh. now supplanted future from the like the person with the rapper with the least diction because nobody knows what designer's saying. Right. Um but yeah, it's you know, it's weird that that has become one of the trends that has like skyrocketed to the top 
as well as trap music, really, on the radio. And so it's weird. It almost made it seem... It made what he was saying seem more conscious, literally only because <laughs> I could understand what he mm-hmm. was saying. Yeah, yeah, I that's agree. fair. That's fair. What did you think? Um, I Once I realized that this was a mixtape, which it, it actually took me longer than I would like to admit. Because huh. um, like, I, I looked at it and it was like... I want to say uh, like eleven tracks, and I was like, okay, that could still be an album. Like that's mm-hmm. you know, it's not not bad. But there were like a bunch of times when he was rapping, when he was like yada yada something. Wait for the album, and then I was like, man. I was like, man, you talking about the album like the one that you're giving us right now? Like what are you like, right. what, like what? Right. And then the more he did it, he said it a different way. I think one time I was like, oh, the album's still to come. Yeah. This is a mixtape. All right, and that kind of changed my whole because i look at mixtapes like mixtapes that are actually meant to serve as mixtapes i look at at them differently than albums mm-hmm. not just like the mixtapes that are mixtapes because they're on an independent label mm-hmm. like um i think this project serves as one of those traditional mixtapes because what they're supposed to do is really like hey i haven't given you any music in a while um here's some stuff that I've been working on that's not, like, ready for my album, Mm. but, you know, to hold you over and increase anticipation for the album, Mm. here's a little project. That's really what I think mixtapes were traditionally, but people have, like, gone away from that, and I think this serves as that perfectly, because listening to it, I'm like, I'm completely ready for a Logic album. Mm. I wasn't really thinking about him, um... And when he released this, I was like, man, he's dropping an album out of nowhere? Like, I haven't even heard about him. So I I think this works well for it. And, yeah, he's got bars. He's got bars. I mean, right off the jump, that um, song, I think it's called Flexecution. Mm -hmm. Like, he's... Went crazy. Bars. Just bars. Every time I write notes about somebody that's really, really, like, (laughs) spitting great, I always capitalize bars. Mm -hmm. Because it's it's important that there were bars. Um... And then he's also um, gotten very good at becoming a songwriter, like a like the way he sculpts his songs. Like um, one of the songs, I can't remember exactly which one it is, but you know he was rapping, and then there was a nice hug, and he was rapping, and then at the end it like broke down into this like choral mm-hmm. like breakdown. I think it might have been the jam. Um, yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, he mentioned Kanye a lot on this project. He did. Yeah, I and was, uh, that was a red flag for me. <laughs> see, but I I thought it was fitting because there were a lot of uh, two or three songs where I thought he kind of there was there was clear there was some Kanye influence. So in particular, the jam, the song I was just talking about, mm-hmm. when he breaks it down at the end of it, it sounds like something right off of 808s and Heartbreaks, because he, he does this, like, auto-tuned, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, singing thing, and it sounded exactly like something Kanye would do, and he mentioned Kanye in that song, so I was like, okay, that was interesting, he did a lot of cool stuff with the production, like, Slave 2, um, sampled Rambo by Bryson Tiller, I, I don't know I if you caught that. I figured that was that song. I yeah, that was that so he, he, I think he wanted to sample it outright, but I heard that they got into some copyright issues so they had to like change the beats that's why it sounds like a little a little weird um but yeah i think i think as far as anticipation was next album this definitely like builds that and like brings that up um the production was great 
the skits were great. The skits, like are the whole good. the whole skit about. I, I encourage anybody who hasn't listened to him. If you listen to his album skits, they're really good. You yeah. like there in his skits, uh-huh. especially in the incredible story mm-hmm. and uh, under pressure. Yeah, it's like yeah. his skits. You're like there, like in space or whatever. So, but and go I ahead. Think, oh, sorry. sorry. I, Overall, with all of these albums, it seems like we're having a resurgence of the album skit. Mm-hmm. And maybe they never went away. Yeah, I maybe guess there I were. There were a lot of skits on all the albums all we were talking albums, about. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Like towards I, the end or the beginning of the song, or they may even dedicate a whole track to like yeah. a whole skit poem. Yeah. I feel like that was a big thing in the early two thousands, and then it kind Absolutely. of petered off. I love. I'm. I have always been and will always be a fan of the skit. Yeah. Ever since, oh, well, he might not have been the first one, but he's. Whenever I think of album skits, I always think of Kanye. Yeah, because I mean, come on, college dropout yeah. skits and even late registration skits with the broke five broke. Yeah. Like, yeah. we ain't got it. It doesn't really get better than that. <laughs> right. and, were, and it's always good when a skit like fits the theme of your project. It's mm-hmm. not just some random. And we'll get to something like that later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I thought that. Logic incorporated a lot of his influences on here in his Deeper Than Money song. I thought there was definitely a lot of Kendrick that I was hearing as far as the flow. Um, the song, The Jam, he sounded it sounded exactly like a Vic Mensa song. Like I thought that like I could hear Vic singing it and rapping it the exact same way. Um, so I think Logic's is, Logic is on a, a very nice track and um, I don't think he's going to fall off anytime soon. And I always appreciate a rapper who names a song after how many bars are in the song and then actually does that many bars. Because I always count. I tell you, I always you count. I always do. Because exactly I've come 24. across rappers who, who like was like, oh, this is 68 bars. And I'm like, okay. And then I'll count it. And it'll be like 65 or 66. And I'm like, nope. So I counted his and it was exactly 44. So... He checks out. Nice. All right. <laughs> um, he, he had a feature too. He did have a feature. Pusha T on wrist. I respect. I love Pusha T, man. He's like I do too. Under most underrated, along with like Fabulous. Those are like yeah, top which is two weird because because people know about Pusha T and they know that he's good, but yet people sleep on on him whenever stuff comes. Like it's like come on, yeah. like he's he's beast. But that's one thing about Logic. To finish what I have to say, uh-huh. that he all of his projects that I've listened to, he never had a feature for the most part. Oh, Maybe you know? Like yeah, you right. And so that's how you know, like, you know, that can only mean one thing. He either can't get him or he feels mm. like he can hold his own. And I feel like and, he can hold his own yeah. at this point. Yeah. So until you start falling off, that's when you can... And he can certainly get them now, I'll tell you that. Yeah. As far as the features. Point, yeah. yeah. Did you have any last, last words, Karen? No, I I enjoyed this project. I had never heard of Logic before <laughs> this episode. Oh, so. Yeah, I'd actually been meaning to do a, a artist spotlight on him. Uh, somebody recommended it, but now I guess I don't need to. Well, I guess I still can, but <laughs> like I, I just talked about him for so long. It's like, well, I kind of spotlight him. So shout out to you, Logic, listeners music. Uh, I'll put all of his projects in the link description in case you want to check out his past stuff. That's that'll serve as his spotlight right right he he gets the the thumbs up from all of us um so let's jump into the next album i want to do uh, this is tough i want to do freetown sound by blood orange so karen you can you can start with that one all right so 
this is another artist that I hadn't really heard of before taking on this project. So I did a little research. Good. Very good. I love it when you do the research. (laughs) You had a theme to yours, too. I liked it. I feel like I... We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> These girls be doing with research. <laughs> Shout out to Big Sean. We do. Uh, so, Blood Orange. I thought Blood Orange was uh, both the man and the woman on the Freetown Sound album cover. Mm-hmm. It is not. Uh-huh. It oh. is Dev Hines, who is a British singer, composer... A general multi-talented musician. Mm-hmm. He's written songs for Solange, uh, FKA Twigs, and you can kind of hear those influences mm-hmm. on this album. Um, and he previously performed as Lightspeed Champion and released a project under that name. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think I, I had a little bit of a tough time adapting to how diverse of a project Freetown Sound is. But by the end, I think I could really appreciate it and see that it did have some strong themes. It kind of pulled from gospel, R&B, rock. It, it leaned pretty significantly on nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of ways, some of the songs reminded me of like '90s Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, good. I yeah. got that one. I yeah. was gonna say that. One. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. I'm glad we all got that point. Like yeah. the soft synth pop type thing yeah, happening. Absolutely. And on one of the songs, N- Nelly Furtado was featured. Hadron Collider, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was one of my favorite songs from that album. Uh, what the lead singer from Blondie was featured on one of the songs too, and she was big. Who was and- that? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So. Like I said, the album is, on first listen, it kind of seems all over the place, but I've, I've read in his interviews and stuff that he's trying to tackle like all of the issues that the black community has been going through lately from the perspective of someone who's not necessarily seen as in the center of the black community. So he said in an interview that the album was for someone who's never been considered black enough. To quote, I have it. He said, my album is for everyone told they're not black enough, too black, too queer, not queer the right way. It's a clapback. That's what wow. that's what he said his album was. So. Wow. I you can go ahead. So it's like a patchwork clapback, right? So it starts with a spoken word piece, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. and that starts with a gospel interlude. Right. And then there's like the 90s synth pop in there, um, hip-hop influences. So I, I really enjoyed it once I sort of understood where he was going. Mm-hmm. And some of the lyrics are pretty poignant, too. In the song Hands Up, he has this line that goes, keep your hood up while you're walking. And then further down in the line, he says, sure enough, they're going to take your body. Mm-hmm. So, like, really evocative lines mm-hmm. to talk about what's been going on in the world. Yeah, I think that was the same song where he... Um what did he say? He said something about he like was in a crowd and he noticed like a white girl like with a shirt and then he said nobody really thinks about what thug life means like saying that yeah. it was some white girl in a crowd wearing a thug life shirt but they mm-hmm. don't even know what they're actually like mm-hmm. uh, perpetuating. Um, yeah, I thought this album was really good. I vaguely knew of Dev Hines and Blood Orange. Um, I haven't really listened to any of their full projects before this one. Um, That's a guy. Remember, just one person. 
Yes. <laughs> no, I, I, it's not a group. Just so everybody knows. Not a group. Not a group. I just say they for this project because it is multiple people working together. But, sure. You know, I mean, sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll go with him. Good sure. save. Good <laughs> uh, anyway, the um, <laughs> the uh, the project was named after um, Freetown, which is the capital of Sierra Leone, which is where his father. That's his father's hometown. Um, I thought that this project was very good. I definitely, out of all of the styles that you mentioned, I think funk was one that was left out. There's definitely yeah. a lot of funk influence in this project. One of them being the song EVP. It was very funky. Mm-hmm. Very funky. Get you, get you up. Yeah. Get you moving. <laughs> um, <laughs> especially the shoulders. Right. Especially always shoulders. Always. always. The shoulders. Um, I think... The song where I really like realized what this is about to be was definitely the first one. Like, yeah, it started with that wonderful. You know how I love chorus mm. choruses, um, and it started with a wonderful one that actually reminded me of Outcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Outcast, their album AT Aliens, I think resembles this song resembles that the most because they did a lot of a lot of like you know futuristic type choruses in there, and this kind of reminded me of that. And then the poem by, excuse me, her name is Ashley Hayes. I looked her up, and she's like a really famous like spoken word poet. Um, the jazz like be- behind her and like the way her voice sounded reminded me a lot of Kendrick and To Pimp a Butterfly, and like especially with her delivery. Um, but yeah, I, I will say that most of the synth pop parts of this project. Uh, it, it kind of got a little stale for me after a yeah. while, just because a lot of it sounded the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had to keep checking to see if it's the Yeah, and it was just like, it's just like, man, another song with this. Like, and that's just strictly the music. The actual lyrics of everything was very poignant, mm-hmm. and I could, like, I was like, okay, like, I get the message, but, like, the actual music, sometimes I didn't think matched, like, the actual lyrics that were being said. And I think Hands Up was one of those, one of those moments for me. Um, and that was the song that ended with the ta Coates interview where he was talking about how black people have to think about, like, how they should walk and, mm-hmm. like, what shoes they're going to put on. It's not to offend the, the other people in the world. Right. Um, uh, a lot of those songs also reminded me of Daft Punk. Um, their most recent album, Random Access Memories, which they put out probably, like, two, three years ago. That was a yeah. Reminded me a lot of this. Um and it's probably just because of those synth influences. Um, but yeah, I think the you know the main message that he's conveying and like the the black message that he's conveying is really good and was also a message that I think is also kind of uh, consistent throughout the albums that we're talking about today. Not mm-hmm. all of them, but like there are a number that yeah. touch on that that same topic. Yeah. Um, what about you, Joe? What did you have to say about that? I like the album. I feel like it was something that I generally... I, I, I wouldn't have listened to if, if it wasn't presented in front of me. Like, you yeah. should listen to this. Yeah. And so I thought it was really nice from the beginning. They had the poems. I got the message throughout the album. Mm-hmm. I got the, the gospel feel, but especially like the black pride feel and the black identity, uh-huh. you know, what we have to go through and... The pride, especially like the, I got the black pride in the, um, 
just to be prideful, especially when he was saying the like wear your hoodie, and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, like you know, because I shouldn't have to take off my hoodie or think about how I should wear my hoodie, right? Because of getting, I mean, in fear of getting killed. So I I really received that. Um, I, I did get the super Michael Jackson feel. I was listening to this on the bus between the last like two days, and. Uh, I definitely just got the Michael Jackson bill, but one of the most important things uh, in most of the songs, the music, like the band or the the, the instruments were louder than him singing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that made me like, man, this is really cold to me. Like I, I, I appreciated the actual music more than yeah. the lyrics the first time I heard it. Yeah. Because generally when I'm on the bus, I hear the bus. So I really, he was singing so low. And so I was like, man, it's some nice music. Like, mm-hmm. And then when I heard it like at home by myself, I was like, man, he really saying something to me right now. Because like, <laughs> at first it was like only when he was like singing louder. Yeah. But it's like in the middle of the album, it feels like the, the music and the background music is louder than him actually singing. He was singing so high, too. I was like, Doesn't true. it kind of remind you of human nature? Yeah, I was just like, man, this is deep. But yeah, so I appreciated that a little bit more, and then when I finally heard it by myself, it all like came together, mm-hmm. and so I I appreciate this. This is something that I would like keep on my playlist, right? Right. Just like when I'm chill, you know, because I know you don't always want to have all that round up music or yeah. one genre. I think I this is helping me expand, you know, mm-hmm. my music variety a lot. So and the message, I can't stop saying the message because I think it's so important. Even for me to realize and everybody else to realize, it's other ways to get that message across. Yeah. And I just appreciate artists using their platform to get that message and that same consistent message between most artists right about now because of the times that we're facing in society. Even the ones, and like you said, the ones that did, like he said, the ones that don't feel black enough because mm-hmm. there's still some people who see what's going on, they, they feel like they can't. Mm-hmm. take that step forward and so even when you said his quote both of you um it kind of spoke to you know i could see somebody feeling like i can speak up now because it's right. okay I'm, this is still a part of me this is still my people so and I, I just love this i loved it and i feel like the more i listen to it i would appreciate it even more by knowing the background behind it and what he had to say in the interviews and things like that so yeah. definitely gotta listen to it again and a few more times to really appreciate let it marinate so yeah yeah um Karen do you have any last thoughts on this project I just sort of echoing what Joe said I think is a really intentional choice to sort of include this message about pride and like this frank talk about what's happening in the world right now in an album that's overall very mellow mm-hmm. um like it, it those sorts of messages don't necessarily have to come in like an aggressive or even a rap mm-hmm. or strictly R&B centered package. I think that's a really cool choice. Yeah, and it was um <clears throat> interesting. I'm pretty sure shortly after he released this project, I think it might have been the next day or something is when the Orlando mm-hmm. club stuff happened. So it was, you know, and there's two instances in the albums we're going to talk about where um these projects which discuss um you know what's been going on in the world like their timing is like really weird and like how how they came up Mm -hmm. um so yeah um blood orange 
his uh, song or his album Freetown Sound. Definitely check that out. You know what it is. The link will be in the description with everything else. Uh, so let's move on to the next one. Uh, I wanted to make sure to put these albums next to each other simply because of of the topics and the message behind them. So the next one is going to be Heaven by Jamila Woods. Mm-hmm. Um, because this project is like one of the most black-centered projects I've heard in oh, a long yeah. time. Well, since To Pimp a Butterfly, I guess mm-hmm. I would say. Um, Even the album cover, she's like a, like an Egyptian queen. Yeah, and I was, out the water. I was talking to Karen. It reminded me of this Whitney Houston cover. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember the album, but there's an old Whitney Houston album whose cover looks similar to hers. I don't know if that was her intention, but mm-hmm. it definitely looks close to it. Um, so Jamila Woods is a Chicago soul singer um, and poet. Um, she actually is one of the uh, associate or maybe the associate artistic director of Young Chicago Authors, mm-hmm. which is... Um, the organization um, that like teaches poetry to kids in Chicago and also holds the Louder Than a Bomb Festival each year, um, which I had the honor of going to this past year. Um, most of you may know her from Chance's, uh, Chance the Rapper's Sunday Candy. She's the singer in that. And if you are somehow not abreast of that, you may know her from White Privilege 2 by Macklemore, but I'm pretty sure most of you know it from the yeah. former. Easy, <laughs> Easy there. <laughs> hey, hey, I might have some listeners who are all about the right, Seattle right, right. native, you know what I mean? You're right, you're right. Um, so this project was very interesting because most of the songs really address the black experience. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamila Woods has impressed me with her her vocal abilities ever since I first heard her. Like, on Sunday Candy, when I heard her, I was like, ooh, who is this? Yeah. Sound good. Um, and she's very dedicated to her community um, from a lot of the work I've seen her do with young Chicago authors. Like, she's invested in, like, giving back to the, like, children in the community that way. Um, but, you know, the album is just, it's it's flames. If I could, if there was a way to do flame emoji in words, <laughs> flames is the only way I can say it. Yeah. Like, that's what this is. Um, none of the songs are more black, fittingly, than the song Very Black, mm-hmm. which is the second song off the project, which uh, really, we were speaking about nostalgia with uh, Blood nice. Orange and Dev Hines, but, like, she, she really you know, had those elements of nostalgia. And it's honestly something that I've noticed in Chance, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might be because of their connection, and, you know, it might be a Chicago thing, or it might be their, like, social experiment type, like, collabor- collaborative, mm-hmm. that this is a thing, but they seem to have a passion, and they love taking nostalgic, like, songs and, like, things and, like, flipping them into something different. Key point, Chance, flipping the Arthur theme song into that wonderful oh, yeah. rendition that they have. That and so she took, there was this, you might, you all might remember this, there was this rhyme structure called oh, yeah. Miss Susie. Yeah. I think it was like Miss Susie had like a tugboat or something. Tugboat. Yeah. And um, I think it was more of like a jump rope thing, but I mean, everybody knew it. And the whole point of it was to like end the sentence in a word that you think you're about to curse, but you're not really. Mm-hmm. So it would say something like, Miss Susie had a tugboat. Um, the tugboat had a, I don't know, something like a... The tugboat had a sail. Miss Susie went to heaven. 
the sailboat went to the tugboat went to hello operator please give me number nine and if you disconnect me i'll kick you from behind the refrigerator what a piece of glass miss Susie fell upon it and broke her little ask me no more questions i'll tell you no more lies so you were just gonna pretend you didn't know this song no i didn't know the beginning i didn't know the beginning okay sure look you didn't Look, know we all know, know it, obviously. <laughs> that was the whole point. Hey, that took me super far back. <laughs> right, right. To do like, they're like, hey, yeah. <laughs> oh, what's she following? Nope, she didn't follow nothing. <laughs> oh, that was close. Man. That was funny. <laughs> um, yeah, so she she takes these notes of nostalgia and really works into her music. Like even the hook of that same song is a interpolation of Miss Mary Mack, mm-hmm. um, which is I think just another famous nursery rhyme. Um, and that entire song um, is really her talking about like the things that have been happening, like the police um, and black people, um, and also just talking about like how she's proud of being black. And you no, know, that's validated by what she has at the end of the song, where it's like this black woman talking about how I guess some white people came up to them and asked them if they knew Red. Uh, what was it, Rooster something? Something oh, about it. Uh, Whatever that they asked him if they knew this nursery rhyme or oh, something I with popsicles and red popsicle popsicle. Red Robin, yeah, oh, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, and then they just Rock started doing oh, it on yeah. the train. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was at work at her job oh. or something. I yeah. just assumed. Yeah. I spent so much time on the train. I just assumed <laughs> she must have been on the CTA. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but yeah, it was like, and then they said everybody was like. Oh, did you guys go to the same grammar school? Right, right. We were like, no, no we're no, just black. No, basically. we're just black, and we all know this. And she was proud of how, like, you know, that was just a thing that came with blackness because, like, really, that was just a thing that black people knew. Um, and there's a lot of that in this project. So there was a song, um, what's the name of it? Holy, toward the end, where she interpolates a classic gospel song. Um, and the whole song is about self-love where she's talking about how like you know what she has and what like we as a black people have is enough like we don't need you know anything else anybody to validate our worth type thing Um, and so you know just song after song like she was just like giving us all of these different different aspects of the black experience and in such a like beautiful way um, that it was great I was really um, excited about it and then I, I thought this was a very funny part because after like while giving us all of these parts of the black experience she also snuck in this one part of the white experience where on my favorite song on the track Lonely Lonely the mm-hmm. third track which features Laureen Chia she interpolated the Dawson's Creek theme song the whole I don't wanna wait for all that part she she interpolated that but did it it was obviously much slower and less falsetto mm-hmm. um into a way like it fit into her song and i thought that was pretty dope and karen was talking mm-hmm. about how like i don't know there's something about just like hearing something that you've heard before done a different way that seems very satisfying mm-hmm. um and she she gives you a lot of this so it's really it's really very hard not to like this project right. um what did you all think about heaven by jamila i was just struck time and time again throughout the album how beautiful her voice is oh, yeah and mm-hmm. and when you combine that on that song with Lorene Chia 
Loree and Chia has a more rough tone to her voice or a little bit more raspy. Yeah, she does. And those two played really well together. Generally speaking, I thought all her features were pretty well chosen. Um, also, this isn't necessarily just about the, the sound of the album, but her video... Oh, for I think it's called Girl Soldier. Black Girl Soldier. Black Girl, Black Girl Soldier. So cool. It was just a bunch of little, like... Little black girls. Oh, really? I didn't see the video. It's really cool. I'm I'm cheating right now. This isn't actually part of the album. But <laughs> go look at the video, you guys. Yeah. It's it's pretty great. Yeah. I think in this album, for me, even to her as a singer, I feel like she's just such a natural singer. Like I feel like she's one of those yes. rare people who don't have to try hard. They can just like catch them on the train mm-hmm. and be like, hey, can you just sing my favorite song for me? She'll just like, go for it. Like, early in the morning that's how I feel like she is and she just seems so like chill to me like she's not like blowing just like going for it but she's just singing and it's just so like it's smooth it's <laughs> cool yeah we just got got a few things happening in the <laughs> that we're, we're just talking through busy day at the um, studio yeah. <laughs> <laughs> clean up <laughs> right right working overnight for you guys <laughs> <laughs> but no but yeah I just feel like she's um, she's just a natural singer and I feel like throughout the whole album she was just constantly just telling me why I should be proud of myself and my history and my people. Mm-hmm. And it was just like every song, it was either like a line or there was a whole theme of the song. Just be black. Be good to be black. You should be jealous if you're not black. You know, right. It's just like, this is what you don't have. Yeah. This is what we have. You know, this is what we're not going to deal with. Like, this is like, yeah. this is okay. If it's okay, then it, this is like, man, that's, it's so refreshing. And like I said about the last uh, project, it's just like, when you get it, like when Karen I feel like Karen had a theme like it's just gonna be like <laughs> this is what you're gonna get like <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm sending the message through the two projects I would choose like, <laughs> they're gonna get it regardless right but yeah so like I feel like this one was a, a, a really uh, a good song I mean a good project for that and even like the poems and the skits mm-hmm. it, it just like you said it's becoming a trend all of a sudden to have them but they're really working in a lot of artists' favors. Yeah. And it's like a good like introduction or outro or, you know, intermission or whatever to the next song. And it's mm-hmm. like, man, it just either gets you fired up or gets you in a certain mood to anticipate right. that next song. Yeah. And for me it's just she just did it really well. Like I don't even I didn't even know she was gonna have her own project. So when this was presented to me, I was just so like after like the second song, like, man, like where has she been? Why is she not in my phone already? For real, for real. Like, she was just so cold. And you wouldn't even think, like, she was, like, that young, you know. And I was like, man. Then she made, like, some Chicago reference. I was like, she's from Chicago. And then I realized her name when you were saying she was on Chan. Oh. She sang one song. I was like, all right, this voice sounds too familiar. And then yeah. I started looking through my phone. So, yeah. I really appreciated this project. So Yeah, and I forgot to mention, yeah, even besides all of the, like, um, black songs, she had the song LSD. Mm-hmm. Which was basically her ode to Chicago and Lakeshore Drive, um, and Chances on that. So for all you Chance people yeah. who thought you just weren't going to listen to this, Chances on this, and now you have to listen. Now to you it. have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think there was just there was a couple songs in particular where like 
where I was just like, man, she's like hitting this like black experience like right on the head. Black Girl Soldier, the one you mentioned, is probably, I don't know if there has ever been a better song for black women than this song. Like she talks about like how they've been, you know, victimized and like disrespected throughout um, the history. And like she says, like centuries or like even like a week ago. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And how they've been like disrespected. And she talks about how, like, yeah, you, like, killed my sons. And then once we speak out about it, now we're the wrong ones. Like, mm-hmm. she, I think she perfectly captured the way that, you know, black women have been treated and how they feel. Um, and then even the song In My Name, she, <laughs> which is a very common struggle for black people where yeah. our names are mispronounced because there there is no reason actually because if they can pronounce Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> and Zach Galifianakis then right. they should be able to pronounce like Shaquita <laughs> like, like even, come on even Karen like, <laughs> right my name too insist that my name is Corinne and it's just wow. not it's it's terrible but she she discusses that in this song about how like about like yo you all are just lazy for not like saying our names right yeah. so Jamila came through with the heat. Like, that's all I got to say about that. Like, she ended yeah. the album with a bang, too. Oh, with Way Up? With yeah. that song? Yeah, and I thought yeah. that captured the black experience perfectly. Man, like, she, she, I was like, that's it? Like, literally, like, <laughs> I, was like I was like, give me more. What? <laughs> yeah. I was all 13 right there. Like, yeah, yeah. So, I think of these albums, this is definitely one that I'm going to keep in the regular rotation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm, I am I think I just really. Oh, the album is also only available on SoundCloud, but I think I saw on her Twitter that she just released, like, a like a regular download. It's not on Apple Music, but you can, like, download it. So I think that's going to have to happen because okay. I can't keep going to SoundCloud. It was I getting a little annoying. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Hashtag. Sorry, SoundCloud. And I know I'm on SoundCloud, but, like, the it, it wasn't even SoundCloud. It's the phone version of SoundCloud. Yeah, it's just so Like, ugly. if you hit, like, one thing, it, like, skips to the next song. Yeah, or it's, it's like my finger. Like, I just want to tap the screen. Make right. Make sure it's still alive. It's just, like, fast forward. Yeah. Like, so SoundCloud fixed that. But shout out to you. Yeah. Shout out to the sponsor, SoundCloud. Oh <laughs> we still appreciate you, but. Right. Um... So now let's jump into. I want to jump into Black Summer's Night, <laughs> as Karen says it, by Maxwell. Um, so, what you you want to introduce us to that one? Cool. Yeah. So, uh, as you can hear from the emphasis, Maxwell's doing a thing with uh, the name of this album. Technically, this album is called the exact same thing as the le- his last album. Um, yeah, the last one was. Black Summer's Night. Right. So all Black caps, was all the caps. Black. Right. Yes. Now Summer's we're, is all we're caps. We're there. We painted a picture for the podcast audience. <laughs> the next one's going to be Black Summer's Night. Night. Yeah. Yeah. It's so a it's trilogy. A, it's a trilogy. And the idea, according to Maxwell, is that it's loosely based on the idea of this woman named Black Summer and her having a, a night or an experience. Because there is an apostrophe after the S in Black Summer's Night. Oh, like it's her. Which is technically in the wrong place, but it's <laughs> we let, it's fine. Look, let Maxwell <laughs> cook, okay? Like, I mean, but... We're not going to do that. Right. Or his whole team of... <laughs> like, he didn't go through a hundred eyes and to see. We won't. We won't. It's fine. Uh, I... I listened to the first album in the trilogy before I listened to this one. Um, and the, the second album is by far much, much better. I think it's much more cohesive. Mm-hmm. Most of the songs in the first project I found quite skippable. 
And I think he sort of took these seven years in between the two albums to reconfigure the way that he was, you know, working the concept of this album. Um, it's like smooth, kind of lyrically obscure or conflicted Maxwell. It reminds me much more of his earlier work. Um, and it's just like the smooth R&B that you want to hear on like the grown and sexy station on the radio, you know? It's it's kind of quiet at moments. Um, and it's never really just about the romantic part of love. A lot of the times he delves into, like, looking at an old lover and sort of missing them. One time he goes, like, kind of... He really goes there about seeing this woman that he dated and, like, you got children and a husband now. Yeah. And... You kind of feel for him a little bit. I feel really but... bad for him at that point. I was like, yeah, I don't want that to be me. <laughs> Bro, like, he's a little you gotta thirsty. make good choices. Yeah, like, make good choices now. Make good choices now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think overall the album is super cohesive. I keep my iTunes on, like, repeat a project. So mm-hmm. I think I listened to this album, like, three times without even meaning to, just because it flows so well mm-hmm. into itself. Um, so I was a fan. What do you guys think? Um, I think it, I thought it was nice. I mean, I thought it was, it was, it was Maxwell. I, I feel <laughs> like he's like in his own category for me, especially yeah. when it comes to the other R&B artists <laughs> in my, in my playlist, in my phone, my iPod, whatever you want to call it. Like he's the opposite of Trey Songz. Yeah. And R. Kelly. Yeah. No shade. No shade. No shade. Cause it's their own, yeah. their own, their own. Just got to put it out there. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> But he's so, not gonna. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so I, I appreciated him for that, and I feel like I wouldn't have appreciated this album if it wasn't all together. You know, like if I heard one song, I feel like I would have to hear the other songs with mm-hmm. it, and it wasn't. At least to me, uh, listening to the album probably like twice. I for Maxwell, I have to listen to it a lot more to find those two or three songs that are, like, mine. Yeah. But, you know, right now, no individual song... There wasn't an individual song that really, like, stood out to me, like, the radio's gonna eat that up type song. It was just, like, it's Maxwell. He can take my mom. It's it's just a rap. Like, he's just gonna... Not like that. I'm just saying, like, it's my mom. My mom can listen to it, like... She will love his music. And, She's and giving she, us a thumbs she up right loves now. Him, you know? <laughs> so like, like she, he has her in the bag, and he he can take you know anybody can listen to him and things you. like that. So yeah, I think I said it wrong initially, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm just hey, I mean, the mic. You saved it. That's I mean, all that hey, yeah, yeah. So. Um, <laughs> I, yo, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I clearly have a lot of opinions about Maxwell. Right. One of the reviews that I was list, uh, looking at uh, of this album said that, you know, in the era of Frank Ocean, he sounds like an old man doing these, like, smooth R&B songs. And, yeah. like, I think it's worse when rap or R&B artists who were popular in the 80s and 90s try to be Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really obvious trap that people fall into trying to stay relevant. I would much rather have Maxwell continue doing Maxwell for the next 20 years than have him try to replicate Channel Orange. Yeah. 
so, or him trying to be, you know, like a sex-driven artist at this point. Yeah. Especially when you get older. Uh, I hate to say this because I, I love him, but like R. Kelly, I feel like if he were to do like what R. Kelly has been trying to do, I think I mentioned this on another podcast. Unfortunately, I said I wouldn't do it again, but he just like, I feel like R. Kelly tries to stay relevant. Uh-huh. He, Oh, just yeah. saying he still uses auto tune. Yeah, yeah, they're using the main auto tune and trying to stay current. And I feel like if they just stayed in a lane or just worked on more producing, if they can't think of anything, how they started out and how they got big, yeah. then I would appreciate them more than trying to be in a new school because it's so different now. Like, I can't imagine Maxwell trying to sing like how people are singing now. Mm-hmm. It just wouldn't. I mean, Maxwell was like, I could see him with like a button down and a suit right. uh, or at least a blazer every right. time he performed or whatever. <laughs> so I could imagine, him, you know, like R. Kelly wearing like mix match designer and trying <laughs> to wear a snapback. I'm like, dude, yeah. what are you doing? So, yeah, I, that's why I appreciate Maxwell. But go ahead. Um, so I thought Maxwell actually did a good job of adapting to the times because while I think this was still very much a Maxwell project, I think there were. There were a number of songs where I was like, man, he kind of sounds like John Legend on this track. Or mm. I could I could hear John Legend singing that. And I think that's a testament to Maxwell that he could, that there were so many songs where like I got a John Legend feel for it. Because I think that shows that he's his sound has been able to like, yeah. while John Legend is not the most that's like, just recent to... type of R&B, it's still right. like... It's still a completely different generation than Maxwell. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that shows at least you know some prowess in that end from Maxwell's end um and like he's like his vote his voice is just it's still great it still has that airy like cloud-like quality <laughs> to it where his falsetto is a falsetto but it also sounds like like he's whispering to you at the same yeah, time it does like, sound it's, whispering, it's so yeah. it's sensual the it's sensual without is. being hypersexual yeah which I think is yeah where R. Kelly kind of went down and, the wrong path. And to that point, like, even his, like, sexual type song, which was 1990X, yeah, even is. that was smooth. Like, yeah. like it was clear that it was a different style of song than everything else on the project, but it was smooth. Like, it was like, ooh, Maxwell, yeah. dang. Like, yes. Like, dang, he actually bro. set tone instead of, like, right. some of the other artists. Like, he's like, whoa, you just jumped straight to it, huh? Yeah. Like, you know, that's how right. I feel. Like, he's actually, like... <laughs> Caring for the other person yeah, instead yeah. of just getting being selfish in there, yeah. you know? so right? I just I, I appreciate that a little bit more, you know. Not everybody can just jump straight to the point. So, um, yeah. And I thought that even even his like what he is like aiming for, like on three, he said, you know, I just want a Michelle Obama lady, and I was like, even that shows like you know his maturity like he's yeah. not out here saying like yo I just want me like like J. Cole like I want some Nia Long some Shade I do yeah. like he's <laughs> he's like 40 something and he's yeah, right you know, and she's like, like what like 52 or something so he he's reaching for the right like you know he, he did everything by the book right. kept it straight straight laced um so yeah I gotta give it to Maxwell he's still smooth um I am I will say that I'm more interested and I anticipate his third album more than I anticipated this one from the first one. Mm-hmm. So I think he's done a good job in keeping this trilogy yeah. alive because, I mean, it's been seven years. I wasn't Definitely. thinking about this project. I, really I thought was, it was dead. I forgot the other one was named down to Karen's mission. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but, yeah, and as far as singles go, I think Lake by the Ocean is a, is a decent single. It's the one that he's been pushing on the radio. And, I mean, yeah. 
it's like a it kind of reminds me of like Kim like oh well, probably because he did that song like I think it was called like Ocean or something like that oh but I think uh, that was Kim wasn't it Kim Somewhere by the Ocean something like that yeah, yeah that is yeah. Kim somewhere. oh yeah, yeah. and it, this kind of reminded me of that and it, it belongs on whatever station that is yep. you know I don't know like 96.3 or whatever that yeah, is yeah yeah you only hear it at night yeah yeah that's one of those <laughs> that's one of those tracks where like and I could I could literally visualize like being like you know on the beach by the ocean just like yeah, yeah. just drifting, um, so yeah he's still smooth still sophisticated sophisticated sound I like the way the album ends uh, hostage was one of my mm-hmm. really good tracks off or my favorite tracks off this project, um, you know it wasn't like a mind blowing project but it was it was a, a great album and it's you know what I expect. Maxwell, who's a vet at this point, oh, to like yeah. give me. I don't expect mm-hmm. him to have too many missteps mm-hmm. unless he's trying to do too much like a lot of these other artists. Him and John Legend, I think, like from that end, are doing a good oh, job yeah. of like, you know, you know, keeping it keeping it chill, not trying to do too much. John Legend gets a little tiny yeah. bit crazy. Yeah. Um and who knows from the last album if that was his influence or the fact that Kanye executively produced it. So, I don't know, but Still, on a whole, that was a good project. But we, yeah, we won't and talk that's why I feel like I feel like right after I heard John Legend's project, I wasn't like, man, that was a great project. I feel like after a while, like after a month or two, I was like, man, I like every song here. Mm-hmm. So I'm like maybe one, but even if I'm <laughs> in the mood for that one, that's a good hit. So yeah. I feel like that's what this was gonna do for me. Like I feel like the more I listen to it, the more it's in my you know study study mixtape because yep. you know like I can listen to him. And be studying or reading, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere quiet where I'm just trying to chill. And then that's when I'll appreciate it. Actually, like, listen to a song. A song's going to catch me. I'm like, man, that's a good song. Yeah. And that's how John Legend hit me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, that's a good comparison. That happened to me while I was walking today. I was listening to this album. I think I was at, I went to Nordstrom Rack during lunch. Mm-hmm. So I'm just looking through a rack of dresses and I'm like... You were a hostage in her heart? <laughs> right. Oh my god. Yeah, that's that's serious. That's that's serious. That's deep, man. That's yeah, deep. Yeah. You should How probably, do you feel about that? You should probably, you should probably get out the jam, bro. You should probably fix that. <laughs> what did you do? Oh, what do you do? Oh, no. Is ransom note? Can we help? Can, Can we, we pay this? Can we pay this? What is your trial? <laughs> right. <laughs> what is he going to do? <laughs> Um, yeah, so shout out to Maxwell, bro. You, you, you still got it. You still got it, man. Um, so I want to, let's jump to the next album. I'm going to do this one next because I want to end on a Chicago artist as we should as a Chi-Town podcast. Um, so we're going to do Blank Face LP by Schoolboy Q. Schoolboy Q, um, is a member of TDE, if you don't know, is a faction uh, Top Dog Entertainment features Kendrick Lamar, Abasol, J-Rock, Isaiah Rashad, SZA, uh, Lance Skywalker, Kimba X, uh, some of the new recruits. Uh, this is his second major label album. I recently realized that the two mixtapes he put out, um, Habits and Contradictions and Setbacks, are being considered albums. They just weren't major label albums. So technically this is his fourth album second major label album album with Oxymoron, which came out in, I think, 2013, being his, or maybe 2014, being his uh, major label debut. Um, he got nominated for a Grammy for that project. He had a bunch of successful singer, singles, like Man of the Year, Studio with BJ the Chicago Kid. Um, School of Like He was different from 
many of his TDE counterparts. Like yeah. we all know what Kendrick's about. Absol is a super lyrical um, artist. Um, I would say J Rock is pretty similar to Schoolboy Q in that J Rock is like a the, the, the tough, yeah, gangster sound. Uh, yeah, definitely the ones that were more gang affiliated. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I mean. Uh, and I, I didn't even really think about this when I was listening to J-Rock's album, 90059. But he kept saying Brazy a lot in there. Oh, I was yeah. like, man, oh, yeah, he see. definitely threw that I in there. I was like, every what did you say? Yeah. But I, I realize now what that is. Like, Brazing yeah. me? Definitely <laughs> kept it bull in that one. Oh, he was bull. <laughs> he, he was bull, bomb, and belected, you know what I mean? Oh, no. Shout out to YG. While eating bopping big poopies. <laughs> Bobby Alright, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so School Q is a gangster rapper through and through. Right. Like, there's no doubt about it. Um, and he's got he's got an incredible skill with the pen. Like, he's a really good rapper. He's got bars. Um, he's got an interesting ear in putting songs together. He doesn't he doesn't stray away from his influences in his past. Like, he doesn't try to be Kendrick. He doesn't try to be Absol. He's very much himself, and he's become very popular because of it. So, um, Blank Face LP, uh, I mean, it can have many meanings. If you look at the cover, there's, like, a masked man on it, and I think it, you know, could be, like, a masked assailant, like, you know, robberies, stuff That's like that. That's what I took it as. Yeah. I took it as, like, a, like a robbery. Uh-huh. Like, normally, when you think of Blank Face, you think of, like... The stocking over their head, <laughs> right? Or like right. robbing a bank, you know, or you don't know who this person is, uh-huh. you know, and he's intentionally trying to be anonymous. Um, exactly. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, so uh, I think the first track, Torch, um, really lets you know exactly what the album is about. Mm-hmm. Like, um, um, he um, he starts it off with Anderson Pac. Man. Who shout out to him? Listen kill- to his album Malibu. It is it is dope. He been killing. He was in this. I think he was like in two or three songs. Yeah, two or three. Yeah, two he was three. like evenly spread out through this. He, and, I gotta stop sleeping on him. Uh, you gave me a little intro to him. Yeah, with the double XL. Um, and I was just like, man, I gotta stop being disrespectful, man. Like this dude, <laughs> don't sleep, bro. I can't sleep, man. He has like a different sound, but I feel like. A lot of the features and the things I hear him say when I do hear him, it's like thought provoking. It's like more on the conscious side, mm-hmm. and all of his like features and stuff. So I feel like he he might have something to say on his own. I gotta listen to him. Yeah, and I um, I heard that like because we nobody really heard of him before Dr. Dre's Compton album, the last album right. he put out, and he was featured on a lot, and everybody was like, "Who's this Anderson Pac?" I realized guy? him when I was just after the because I didn't recognize him. When I saw him on the double XL, like yeah. a freshman. Yeah. And then I was just on shuffle and I was like, uh, I was like, yo, he's on some older songs, you know? So mm-hmm. he, you can see the type of crew who he's hanging around. A lot of people from Cali who he's with. Yeah, yeah. And I heard he, um, so I heard that he was like homeless before Dr. Dre oh, like wow. found him. Like he was, Dang. yeah, like, like homeless, homeless. Um, and so now, you know, shout out to him. He's, yeah, I'm sure he's got a house now. I would, I would <laughs> guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, hope I so. would wager. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, he, he's on the, the, um, the opening track with Schoolboy Q, um, for Torch. And I think 
that they really get down to it right away. Like the the track is very like it builds into this like really like grimy sounding track where like it sounds like a gang song. Yeah, like yeah, Schoolboy yeah. Q is starting off like yo, Nasty. we about to talk about yeah, <laughs> we about to talk about some gang related stuff yeah. like I always have. <laughs> um, but one of the things that's very interesting about Schoolboy Q is how versatile he is. So. He can rap, obviously he's got lots of bars, but then at the same time he can give you like an interesting melody or a hook, which he did on a couple songs on here, John Muir being one of the main ones. Yeah. Um he can he'll one minute he'll be talking about, you know, you know, celebrating gang life and talking about how, you know, they, you know, he didn't want to bring his AK into the club. Right, and right, then right. the next minute He's talking about the perils of gang life and how it affects community and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting how effortlessly he can like and even switch it up and say how much he loves his daughter. You right, know, he like, had a whole song dedicated yeah, to his daughter like, toward the end. That's what's up. Yeah, and then the song <laughs> no, um, that's uncommon, but you know, <laughs> right. I don't want to throw that out there. <laughs> um, like and then the song at the end, uh, I think "Never Change" and "Black Thoughts." He addressed. Um, what was going on like with black people in society and he was talking about how you know the police make him keep his car in park because you know they'll be they might some might pop off and they'll talk about how the footage is lying and he so he released this project like right around the time that philandro um and alton sterling Mm -hmm. got shot so that was also very topical that this came out and he tweeted out like man it's crazy that i wrote both those songs a year ago and it's still topical to what's Mm -hmm. going on right now um which you could really say about anything. It's like people have been like, to go off a little off topic, people have been rapping about some of the issues that are going on right now in America mm-hmm. for years. Literally, Tupac yeah. rapped about it. People before Tupac like yeah. sung about it. Like it's a cycle that has been repeating yeah. for like centuries. Literally, really. it's been going on. I just feel like it's been it's on camera now. It's on mm-hmm. video. I mean, we have more outlets to see. You know, and it's just yeah. so unfortunate. But yeah, it's been going on even from uh, straight out of Compton. Like they were yeah. literally rapping about the same mm-hmm. thing, and their main issue was about yeah. the same things that's going on like, right after the police. That right. was their biggest hit. How like, many times do we have to say it? Right? Like, like, <laughs> like, like you don't get it? Right? Like, you don't get it. Oh, um, but yeah. So yeah, so I think that's one of uh, Schoolboy Q's um, best qualities is. You know, he's 100% himself, like, in person, on the record. And so, and I think that shows in how he, you know, one minute is talking about, like, yo, gang, gang, gang. Right, and then right, the right. next moment he's talking about, yo, but be safe, though. Right, <laughs> like, right. you know what I mean? But chill, though. It's really chill. killing our community Yeah, right now. and the whole song, I think it was, I think it was Black Thoughts or maybe the song after that. He literally, the whole song is talking about, like, yo, and this, this kind of caught me off guard because I was listening to it without actually, like, listening to it mm-hmm. and he said all lives matter and I was like no. am I gonna have to drop schoolboy Q yeah then he was just like both sides <laughs> right and, but he was talking about the red game. and blue the yeah. games and I was like okay I was like alright okay. I did that same thing I was, I was like, like I said. gotta run that back did you just say all lives matter I'm gonna have to J-Lo you yeah, bro I like, like I can't mess with I you can't, I, I had to listen to it I had to listen to yeah. it again. So so he, like, was, he was talking about the games um, <laughs> I hope he was talking like that's yeah. all. Like then I had to listen. I was like, yeah, he had to be, he had to be. And so that whole song, he's talking about like you know how the gangs need to stop 
you know, like, killing each other, and we all need to, like, come together. And then, you know, it was a very, like, endearing message from somebody who, like, raps so viciously about, like, gang life a lot of times. Well, I think... I'm sorry to cut you off, but Uh I feel like he's the type of person who I see, like, in the neighborhoods who's, like, removed from the gang. Right, he is. But don't disrespect the gang he was affiliated. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or he will still bring out when he was in the game. Right. Because he's still close. I feel like he's one of those dudes who still hangs out or still close to the people oh, he, definitely he was is. living that past life with. Uh-huh. And, of course, he had to remove himself. But I just feel like that's the type of vibe I get from him. He still got like, connects. You yeah, know? like, he's still, like, he may visit every now and then, <laughs> do some community work. Yeah, right, right. Negative or positive, we right. never know. <laughs> but, he, you um, know. He talked about how, because, you know, he always capitalizes his H's, and the H in his name is capitalized. Yeah. So he he was, he was tweeted out, like, you know, H's, that's just, like, my life. Like, Hoover Street, which is, like, the Hoover mm-hmm. Crips that he was a part of. Um, high Power, you know, which is probably the TD thing. Um, I think he said, like, Heaven, Hell, and then there was another one. He was like, that's just my life. So that's why he capitalizes his H's, mm-hmm. So which is interesting. Cause... I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, so, yeah, so... You know, Schoolboy, he delivers a lot of, like, heavy-hitting rap lyrics. He's got a song with Vince Staples, um, who is, you know, very similar to him in that Vince Staples is super conscious. Well, I won't say he's similar on this point, because Schoolboy's not the most conscious. I wouldn't rely on him. Right, but Vince Staples is very conscious and very smart and about the issues, but at the same time, he raps about his experiences. He raps about gang life and stuff like that. And them on the song together was very interesting, because they could just talk about their gang experiences and you know what we're down in their you know neighborhoods and stuff so they're both from California um so yeah it's a it's a dope project um it's better than Oxymoron and I thought Oxymoron was very good man I loved Oxymoron yeah yeah and it's you know it, it picks up on the same where he left off on the same themes um a lot more gritty the production they kept it in-house for the most part um TD has a fantastic production crew. I think it's called Digital Phonics or something like that. And it it's like eight different people. Um, and they did most of the production. And the production is fantastic. He really he really um, uh, worked well with his TDE production crew to deliver some like great songs. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything to say about uh, Blank Face? Oh, yeah. I just think the, the album was... I like I enjoy the album. I feel like he has one of these laid back fun personalities where he likes to have fun with mm-hmm. what he's doing. And it's so easy. I feel like he a lot of the times he's rapping about one time period in his life. Like, yeah. I don't think he he really raps about what he has now. You know what I mean? In terms of like how he's I would assume rich right now. And so I feel like he really raps about, like, he's still, I feel like I always picture him in his songs or when he's writing the songs or recording it. Like, he's still in California Mm -hmm. where he grew up, you know what I mean? He's still very, you know, in tune with what's going on there still. Because a lot of the times for these celebrities and artists, they're, they're really removed from reality of the black experience to some extent because mm-hmm. everybody knows him at this point so right. for the most part i would assume so i feel like it, you really have to still be really you know in the streets or be in tune with what's going on and keep it connects with the people who you grew up with and stuff to really keep to keep that same mindset mm-hmm. and to stay hungry 
and to keep rapping about that. So I definitely appreciate him for that. Um, I I love the, the Vince Staples uh, song he was on with Vince Staples. They worked really well together. I feel like all California artists really work well together. Even yeah. from Nipsey Hussle and Don Kennedy YG. and yeah YG. I feel like they all just you they're know, a community. You yeah, know, it's right. real similar to like what Save Money and all of them do in Chicago. Yeah. Like when any of these Chicago artists get together, no matter what type of Chicago artist. Uh, whether it be like Joey Perp and Chance or like mm-hmm. whenever they get together, they they make really good songs. They make really good they're songs. they're coming from the same experiences. It's easy for them to connect in that way and make really good music. So yeah. and then he had Jada Kiss on there. Yes. That was yes. ooh. I didn't think I wasn't ready for it. I, I wasn't was like, either. And he came in with that voice exactly what I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, where'd you come from? I was like, is that Jada Kiss? I was like, go back like <laughs> You know exactly what I mean. I know exactly what you're talking about. And that was on that was on Groovy Tony slash Eddie Kane. Yeah. Um, to explain to people what that is, so so most of this most of this album is also a nod to Ghostface Killer from Wu Tang. Mm-hmm. Um, Ghostface, you know, blank face. Right. Um, and one of his uh, alter egos or things he was called was Tony Stark. And, you know, School by Q go by Groovy Q, so mm-hmm. Groovy Tony. And then Eddie Kane was some, like, the the star. He was the character in some movie called, like, The Five Heartbreaks or something. Mm-hmm. He was, like, a like a musician who, like, got into a lot of drugs and stuff like that. Um, and the songs um, definitely speak to both of those different lanes. And I thought the breakdown of those two songs was pretty great. They transitioned easily mm-hmm. into each mm-hmm. other. Um so yeah, and I think in one of those songs he says something like, Thank you, Mr. Reagan, you helped them dollars rake in. Yeah, talking about yeah, yeah. how, you know, the war on drugs mm-hmm. was like a Ronald Reagan thing and he's like, you know, I profited from that because right. you know, mm-hmm. drugs. Like, um, <laughs> he keeps it real. He keeps it real. Um Ken, did you have anything to add about uh Blank Face L P? I have to say I'm the least prepared for this <laughs> one of any of the albums. But the song that stuck in my head the most uh, was that part? That's fair. Um, it's just it's Kanye. It's not even Schoolboy Q's part, really. But <laughs> Kanye just in peak Kanye doing yeah. the yeah. absolute most. <laughs> and I, I don't know if it really blended well with him. Not as well as the other features on the album did. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I think if you watch the music video. I think it because you're seeing them both act out, you know, this song, mm-hmm. it fits a lot better and seeing them both do these crazy things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree with you. Um, Kanye was kind of like the off the wall feature compared to the other ones. Um, and the structure of the song kind of leaned into that. Yeah. Because he has this whole like coda at the end of the song <laughs> where he's just screaming on his own. Right, you know. He was listening to the flow though. Yes. You was listening to those though, <laughs> right, right. and that was act- so so to get to that line because that that's actually a really funny line. So he he trails off in his like thing where yeah. he says like nah, but then he was like you was li- he was like I didn't really say nothing. Right. You was listening close though. And then he says, like, you was listening to hoes, though. You don't oh. never be listening to the flow, though. So he actually got, like, a little tiny bit deep where he was like, you listening to all these other people about the stuff I'm doing, but you don't actually listen to the words I'm saying. Oh. And I was like, Excuse I, me. I was like, ooh. 
Dr. I was like, Yay. dang, yeah. You like, I, had to, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> right, right, right. I didn't even just trying to turn up. Right. I was listening to I was listening close. I was trying to figure out what you were saying. Stop screaming at me. Right. Listen. Interestingly enough, though, the That Part remix with Black Hippie is in the sample music. I saw it. So it's J Rock. Absol Kendrick and Schoolboy does a new verse for it, and it's it fits way better than Kanye's yeah. oh, Kanye's verse because you know yeah. they're they're. I'm not even gonna say It's 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 flames. Kendrick it, snap. I wish it was on the actual album. Like oh Kendrick, it really Schoolboy Q's second like he did a new verse to end the pr- track, and I thought it was better than any of the verses on the original. Hmm. I was like, this is a dope verse. That's how it be, man. Yeah, Black Hippie is the truth. If, if they ever dropped an album, it is over for the oh, game. Every time they get on a song together on anybody's project, yeah, you yeah. know, because they all actually they made that rapey Rick Ross song sound. The, okay, you don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say that is my favorite version of You Don't Even Know. Is the Black Hippie remix. Yeah, that was, that was, <laughs> she said the rapey Rick Ross song because he talks about putting Molly in a girl's yeah. champagne. She didn't even know it, yeah. which is not consent, yeah. Rick. Pretty rapey. Rick, and then actually, who was that? Reebok dropped him for saying that. Yeah, yeah. That's Good. it was around they a can't, tough can't time. Rape. They it had was to around drop. a tough time too. Like it was a wrong time to say that because I think yeah. it was. I mean, is there ever a right weird. time? <laughs> true. <You know? laughs> that is very true. <laughs> Excuse me, listeners. In this that is never time, okay. You really can't just. Yeah, everybody you can't, got can't kids just say stuff like that. Keep, keep the molly in your pocket. Do it yourself. <laughs> Don't give it to anybody else unless they say yes. Have a release for Yeah, yeah. Surprise. Yeah. Surprise drugs. Um, <laughs> I got like a few last things to say. So actually, I looked up what that part means because I was wondering why he said that part. Yeah. Apparently, it's just like a Cali thing that they say to like affirm a boast. So if you're like boasting about something and you say that part after it and it's like Use it uh, as an example, hmm. please. So if I was just like, Man, I just made a million dollars today, that part. <laughs> like oh, it's like you're like it. boasting yeah. about something and you're like I don't know, I've never heard it used in a sentence except for the song, but from what I've read that's what it's how it's used. Oh yeah, that does make that, sense. Yeah. Yeah. And even in the song that makes sense. It's like, man, I'm about to go get some fire heralds that, that part. part. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like that part. Hey, low key, I might have to start using yeah, that. Yeah, that's just how it's that to the California people. I don't know. <laughs> hey, I know they take some honest stuff. Yeah, okay. man, they probably, they probably saying some stuff over there. So, um, yeah, go get Schoolboy Q's project. Um, he's got a dope song. Know You're Wrong was a dope one. Um, you know, really, he's got a lot of interesting melodies. Sam Du is on it. Um, it's it's a great project. I really think this is Schoolboy Q's version of Good Kid, Mad City. Um, I think mm-hmm. that, you know, as far as, like, you know, the griminess of it mm-hmm. and the feeling you get from it, this is his, you know, this is his project where he, like, really stuck out. So, shout out to that. Um, so, let's go into the last album. Last one. Um, Joseph, this is yours. Uh, what is the last album we have to talk about? Dreezy. Yes. What's the name Shy of it? Town. No Hard Feelings. No Hard Feelings. <laughs> no Hard Feelings by no Dreezy. Hard feelings. Yeah, I, I chose this one because being from Chicago, I feel like I unintentionally hear her sound a lot. I hear yeah. people talking yeah. about her and people saying, like, you got to listen to her. She's a, she cold. She got bars. Mm-hmm. But I really didn't know the full extent of what they were saying because I'm generally not in agreement of 
of what mm-hmm. pop culture is going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> like in Chicago music, I stick to my few mm-hmm. that. I feel like I can relate to a little bit more, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You guys know what I mean. So, oh, yeah. We with you, yeah. we with you. Yeah, yeah. So, so I chose this album and crossed my fingers that it would be good, but it was actually really good. Uh, as, a, as, a, as a rapper in general, I feel like she held her own. Absolutely. And I hate to separate it. I just hate doing it. But as a female rapper, she killed it. Like, mm-hmm. it, like as I said, as a rapper in general, she had her own because I don't listen to a lot of female rappers. And, and so I mean, it was a different sound by her just giving me these bars. And there's not a lot of them in the mainstream, really. No. Like, and I think, like, Nicki yeah. took a break. And then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know Remy Ma is trying to come back, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, when you Dave's think of... Loaf, I don't know where right, I Right, I don't know where I She's a rapper. Yeah. She's a rapper. Because she sings yeah. in... Uh, yeah. This is really the auto-streezy. Yeah. Right, that's true. So I was like, man, shoot. But she, I feel like her bars were colder than Dej Loaf's. Like, Dej mm-hmm. she says some stuff. That's cool. I'll leave her for her own time. But, like, Dreezy killed it to me. Like, if I had average expectations, mm-hmm. and, like, she definitely exceeded my expectations. Uh, I think I only heard one song of hers. On the radio, but it probably I didn't even listen to it all the way through, even on the radio. Right, mm-hmm. and so I forgot what song is that? Uh, uh, Body, yeah, and so with Jeremiah. But when I heard every other one, like she was really talking about like relationships. Of course, she dibs and dabs into the little raunchy side just a little bit, you know. But that's you gotta do it. That's her, you know, her thing, you know. But I felt like man, I was. I was excited because I was like, man, is she from Chicago? Let me, I got to support our artists. You know what Real I mean? Real talk. Like, um, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I was just glad because you, it's going to sound bad. There are a lot of Chicago artists where like just when you like hear of them and like their name, like maybe a few songs where you don't have really high expectations as far as like my particular taste in music. Because mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of the drill scene. Right, right, right. Um, no shade, but I'm not the biggest fan of like Katie Got Bands. Oh, um, and oh. so I've been hearing Dreezy's name and like Katie Got Bands name yeah. like almost around the same That's true. thing. And when we went to the like yeah. showcase at the Chicago Theater when Chance was performing um, for the I think it was the hot 97 or like 96 b96 like mm-hmm. anniversary show or one of those one yeah, of the radio the stations the one that's more hood than b96 i don't think it was 107.5 i think it 92.3? was 92.3 92.3 yeah power, power 92. 92 sorry radio um <laughs> gave yeah, everybody a they shot. both came <laughs> out dreezy and katie got bands but dreezy only performed body which is her mm-hmm. single right and, you know, I wasn't really impressed. And I'd say it's probably the least impressive song on the project. They could have yeah. made Wasted. They could have made Man. that. They could have made at least, like, two other ones, like, the radio hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wasted yeah. is actually, that would be a really good radio That's hit. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, and I was just like, why? Whatever. You know, I don't know what, <laughs> what they had to do to make it a radio hit or whatever. But, so, you know. my hot take about Dreezy is that, you know, as far as female artists go... Currently, there's only a few that like rap and actually try to sing as well, and I think the main one is obviously Nicki Minaj. She's mm-hmm. she's at the top, and I think I'm not saying Dreezy's a better rapper than Nicki because Nicki's got bars and I don't want those problems. Yeah, but yeah. I think Dreezy as a whole does 
that better than Nicki does mm-hmm. because Dreezy is a much better singer than Nicki Minaj is. Yeah. Nicki Minaj is just serviceable as a singer. Yeah, I really don't want to hear her sing ever. It's really her voice that makes her a good singer to me. I feel like her natural Nicki voice, Minaj? Yeah. Mm. So I really don't think she's that great of a no. singer. But I think she just has the voice and the help, basically. You know, I think to the help get her ways to, into it. Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. But Dreezy, like, I'm very confident just from listening to this album that I could go to a live show of hers and she would, she would blow me yeah. away. Yeah. Like, she's got great vocals and the bars to match. Like, she can rap the the last song, Invincible. Not only is it a great, greatly structured song, mm-hmm. like with the chorus and like the hook and like the meaningful lyrics but like she's rapping like the song structure is spot on yeah i I think for her i don't know how old she is but i'm really looking for her to to be you know up there yeah next two to three years to be Mm -hmm. hopefully a household name outside of chicago i don't know how well she's doing now because i just started listening to this project within the last week Mm. but Honestly, I feel like she has some great potential. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really don't know much about her. I really didn't do research about her other than this project. Mm-hmm. But, like, I really am excited for the future of her. And for Chicago, I mean, just I, it's so good to not hear the same people rapping and singing about the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad she didn't take the route of Katie Got Bands. Because <laughs> Katie Got Bands, like, you know, she was okay in high school. To me. Right. And right. now it's like, all right, it's old, you know, and yeah. she doesn't have the looks to keep up. Unfortunately, it's like heavily <laughs> weighted on looks for women or like a female artist, however you want to put it. And, you know, and she just stayed in that box of being rapping harder than women. I mean, than men. <laughs> like, she raps really yeah. hard. Which and is like fun. Like, shooting and killing people. I'm like, Jesus, that's not how. No, but like, for real though. And I'm yeah. like, that's, that's, it's getting old. And it gets old for male artists to me. You know, mm. when you stay in that box, I hate to like split it up by gender, but like, when you stay in that box, regardless of who you are, it's just still, it's just old. And I just, I liked how Dreezy could talk about any of them you know because mm-hmm. she was saying like if you know you treat her a certain way she's not gonna be happy and she's gonna do something about mm-hmm. it but she also still rapped about and sang about love and um just what we are thinking and doing around this age yeah. you know so i mean i'm excited for the future for her yeah i i didn't necessarily like this album mm-hmm it's not really my style. If I'm going to listen to rap, I tend to look for something a little more chill. Mm. But I did think it was really playful in spots. Um, I enjoyed the skits. <laughs> the skits <were laughs> High quality skits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it told a story. Yeah. From from beginning to end. Yeah. I don't, that's what, what was the trend today. Yeah. And for most of the, we keep hitting on those skits. Yeah. And how important they play in mm-hmm. these projects. And so. versatility is another one that I think has been consistent over all these projects is, you know, not that that's what it takes to be like great nowadays, but many of the great artists have that skill to be versatile and to like be able to, you know, dabble in like many different areas, mm-hmm. whether it's singing 
and uh, rapping for Dreezy, doing both of them very well, or whether for Blood Orange, it's being able to play so many different instruments and incorporate so many different styles in the music. Like, mm-hmm. you know, being versatile is a great trait to have, and I think she has it. Like, Wasted, Worth It, and Close to You, which is that T-Pain, the, sec- the oh, T-Pain yeah. single, the second single. Yeah. Great R&B tracks. Like, I would listen to those, like, standalone easily like anytime yeah. and then she's got the bars in the other time the message you know she she goes from like being in one uh relationship with a nigga who's not really doing much to mm-hmm. like progressing with somebody who she actually likes and then like shows all of these different stages of things that a lot of people can relate to being relatable is also mm-hmm. an important thing um and i will go with your hot take i would take close to you I would trade that in for every song Nicki Minaj has ever sung. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you keep them all. Absolutely. Time. Ouch. <laughs> Absolutely. All of Nicki Minaj's biggest songs, I think, over the past three albums have been pop hits. Mm-hmm. And I don't really. I would trade all of them in for a good R&B yeah. song. Mm-hmm. Get on the Starship. Like, come fly on. Away. Starship, no, Anaconda. Like, I don't, like I don't, I don't need either. these songs. Yeah, I don't like either of those. Um, so, Dreezy, keep it up. Yeah. Keep it up is what we have to say. Um, to meet Karen Standards now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just kidding. Right. Shot Town Standards. She's representing a woman on this show, so, you know. <laughs> so, like, let's see what the next, next project is. Right, right, wants. right. Yeah. Prove yourself. <laughs> Speaking of that, so I think she's shown with these skits that she might be able to really put out a good conceptual album. So... We can relate this back to Logic and Bobby Tarantino. Um, his projects are usually concept albums. Mm-hmm. Like he takes a theme or like a general message, like the whole future starship mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. and he brings it through the entire album. Every song fits into this theme. Um, and I think she did this exact same thing on No Hard Feelings, where it talks a lot about relationships and the different stages of relationships with different people. And she brought that through the entire project. And so I think that if she attempted a concept, a conceptual album, you know, with a different theme or maybe the same thing where she looks at it in a different way, I think she'll be very good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like when artists in general can take a concept because let's be real, like writing songs is hard. Yeah. Like. Yeah. One individual song, writing yeah. one song is hard, but yeah. to take 16 songs, throw this like concept filter on top of all of them and make them all match is a difficult task. And to do that and make it cohesive, I think really shows some skill, and I think she could, she'll be able to do that. So, shout out to Chi-Town. Don't sleep on Dreezy. Yeah. Like, don't, don't do it. Yeah, Wake up. Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> You've been warned. You have been warned. <laughs> um, so that's the last one. We covered No Hard Feelings by Dreezy, Bobby Tarantino by Logic, Black Summer's Night by Maxwell, <laughs> Freetown Sound by Blood Orange, Blank Face LP by Schoolboy Q, and Heaven by the wonderful Jamila Woods. Um, this has been the one-year anniversary roundtable show. Um Shout out to um, Joji and Karen T for joining me in the stude. Um, do you all have any closing remarks? Um, no, I would like to challenge who do you think was your best out of the six? What album did yeah. I like the mm. best? 
to close it out. Heaven by Jamila. I think that would be my favorite Same. too. All right, that was yeah. Simple. Sh- it, yeah, <laughs> she, she, she killed it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like, just I'm, I'm going closure. to. Yeah. I need that closure. Like out of all of these, <laughs> when I go to work tomorrow and sit down to like listen to an album, hers is the one I would think of first out of all six of these, mm-hmm. because not only is it relatable to now. And like the times we're in, it's relatable to us because of Chicago. You know, she has a beautiful voice. It's just, it's a great project. So she would get my number one spot out of these. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I needed that. I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, man, I appreciate being on the show just to f- answer your question. <laughs> and uh, happy to be back on the show and excited for the future of the show. Still. Even after the last time I said it. So <laughs> even more even excited. more excited. Right. More to come in the many years to come. You just yeah, gotta stay talk. off the hot seat, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> stay off the hot seat. No, yeah. I've been I've been with uh Thinking outside the boombox from the very beginning when it was just in a notebook. So it's been really cool over the last yeah. year to see the show evolve and grow and the different show structures you've tried out mm-hmm. yeah it's grown man how do you did you see it getting this far how long did you man i mean i guess i did because i didn't really i didn't really see it ending right. i guess but i don't know it's crazy it doesn't seem like it's been a year like okay. that like time flies yeah and like i'm thinking about like my past episodes and they seem so far away yeah like but at the same time, some of them seem so close, even though, like, like it was, like, eight months ago or yeah, something. Yeah, I remember the one, I think the first one I was on, we talked about all of Kanye's album. Yeah, yeah, that we talked like, about him as a musician. Last summer. That was, I think we called it, uh, it was something punny. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus take the wheel. Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> Memories. Oh, best show title. That was that was a great. I don't think I've topped like, that show title yet. Like, <laughs> it was like I had a name for it already, and then I think you just said that, <laughs> and I was like, "That's perfect." I yeah. definitely giggled when I saw that. Pop up <laughs> so congratulations. <laughs> Memories, guys. Yeah. yeah, many more to come. Many more. Definitely many more. Um, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep getting at this. Um, I've got a good idea of what I want this show to be structurally um i'm going to definitely going to do some more where's the beef you know i can't i've haven't given you one since jay-z versus nas where Um, in fact is the beef where is the beef you know you know i've been i'm I'm a vegetarian you know over the past (laughs) over the past few few weeks few months so you know beef has been missing from my diet but But these veggies ain't doing it for me. I have to bring yeah. the beef back. Yeah. No more Casey veggies. <laughs> no more Casey veggies. No shade. Because no. Casey veggies, I appreciate you as an artist. You're tiny. You got bars. <laughs> um, but no beef. No. But no beef. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the West Beef segment is going to come back. Um, I just got to get in the mode to make sure I get all that research done. Because I, I want to, you know, bring you straight facts. Um so that that'll come back. Um, the artist spotlights, I think, have been my most prominent um, segment. It's the one I've done the most, or my most uh, notorious. No, not notorious. Wrong word. And that, there, there's a word that means like you do it a lot. Prolific. Prolific. So Thank you yeah. would be prolific with the. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing. No. no. <laughs> 
I'm not. I I feel like I've done too many like nitpicky grammar word usage <laughs> things. I'm I'm not doing anymore. I, I mean, I asked the question. I was waiting for the answer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. So shout out to you all for listening. Um, hit up the iTunes. You know the usual spiel. Hit up iTunes. Uh, leave a review. You know, it'd be great if you could just say, like, hey, this guy's cool. I like his podcast. Five right. stars. Five Four stars. and a half. You know, um, <laughs> or um, if you don't want to review, leave a rating. Quick. You choose a number of stars. It's very quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and iTunes looks at that. The more stars I get, the more reviews, the more I jump up in that list, and the more they're like, yo, we should do a feature like this, like yada yada. Throw some money, right. you know. Hey. You know, we're just we're just trying to get better. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. it's 2016, and we try to bless up. DJ Khaled you know is telling us the major keys. And we're trying to bless up. Never play yourself. Never yeah. play yourself. <laughs> Never play yourself. I'm up to something. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey. I like hey, that. I like that. I like that. Yo, I like did the Drake that. vocals come in yet? <laughs> That's top secret. Oh, you're right. Let's I be like serious. That. That's top secret. I like that. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> we officially have this day in hip hop. Thinking outside the boombox is crazy. Oh, oh. congratulations. Oh, oh I see what this you did day there. in hip hop. <laughs> a year 2015. Yeah. July 2015. Yeah. When this when this podcast is long gone off the air in I don't know, fifty years or so. Right. Uh, and some <laughs> budding right, some budding person is making a podcast and he decides to do a this day in hip hop feature. <laughs> In July, he's going to have to put that on the list. Yeah. So, shout out to you, future buddy. Um, <laughs> so, Invite me on the show. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I'll be an old head. Right, right. I'll be like, y'all still listening to Drake? <laughs> or podcast? <laughs> he put out an album? <laughs> Drake died 10 years ago all the time. <laughs> Give his medicine. <laughs> Give his medicine. Give his medicine, man. All right, we get too silly. All right. All right, right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I will see you all. Uh, next week, peace. Right, peace. Bye. It's time I be Chris on Nintendo. Hey, hey, good intro. Remember Jackie shopping after listening on Thriller. Remember the first time you heard this doing, thought, damn, that's that nigga. <laughs> Everything's good. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 